Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. From San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. This is part five of our series on money and marriage, planning for the future. And there's a quote from Alan Lakin that says, planning is bringing the future into the present so that you can do something about it now. Mm-hmm. And I love that idea because we're always thinking about, you know, the future and then, you know, what's coming. But if we don't plan for it, you know, like it's just out there. Mm-hmm. And, and we've been in that place before. Oh, many, many times. Mm-hmm. But we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And a hug's an opportunity for you to hear from someone else in the one family whose marriage has had transformation. And this week's hug is sponsored by KiwiCo. And we're going to be telling you a little bit more about how this company is creating opportunities for couples and families to connect a little later in the show. And this hug comes from an email that we received from a listener in New Zealand who said, Hi, guys. I've recently started listening to your podcast on Spotify. Mm. I'm only nine episodes in and it has already made such a massive improvement to how I view my relationship with my husband and with my own self. Like you, my husband and I got married in our early 20s and we both struggled with our evolving relationship. He was a happy-go-lucky guy and I had extremely high expectations of him. Mm. As you can imagine, a lot of resentment built up in me over the years. I knew I had developed this addiction to being resentful and started to look for ways to fix this problem. That's when I came across your podcast on resentment and it has really helped me let go of a lot of the past hurt. After realizing how much damage I was doing to both myself and my marriage, my husband and I finally sat down to have a true heart to heart talk about my feelings, resentment, and how to move forward. We are making progress one step at a time. So thank you guys for enabling this change in me. Mm, I love that. Absolutely. That's a breakthrough. And if you're curious about the show that she's um, talking about, that we did a show called Releasing Resentment, and you can find that at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash 323. And like Tony said, we are in part five of this series on money and marriage. And, And previously, we've talked about bringing your finances together and having money conversations and dealing with debt. And and last week, we were talking about side hustles. And so all of these things are coming together because, you know, as you start to you know, develop the ability to talk about money as you start looking at your debt, as you start, you know, building the extra income into what you're doing, if you need to, then we start talking about what's coming in the future, right? Or maybe it's like a little bit closer. It may even be present for you as you guys are like looking to buy a house or you're talking about sending kids to college or having money for retirement. And we know in the one family that that those needs or those dreams stretch all the way from those of you that are dating and engaged and thinking about like, what's this going to look like in, you know, 30, 40 years to those who have been married 30 or 40 years. And you're like, we're living this right now, right right now. And, you know, as we look at that, we, it doesn't matter where you are in that spectrum. You still have to plan so that you can, like that opening quote said, you bring the future into the present and you, so you can do something about it. Because if you don't plan your future, 
And we know this from the many years that we did not plan our future. If you don't plan your future, you're simply going to react to the day by day, you know, situations, challenges and whatnot that hit you. And that may be like you're following what's going on with the stock market and you're like, wait, it's up, it's down, it's up, it's down. What, what does that mean? And you're like, you know, on this crazy pendulum. And we've seen that with, with people in our own lives who, you know, with no plan are just like, I don't know which way to turn, right? And we know that for so many of you, because we asked the question, you know, what's been the biggest challenge to financial planning and, and planning for your future? The number one response is, where do I start? Mm, and that's a big one. That was, a bit, that was our question. Yeah. All those years ago, because early on in our marriage, guys, we had no clue. I so wish a series like this had existed for us 22 years ago. Yeah. Start helping us walk through those steps of managing and looking at our money from a marriage perspective, right? Not just a individual making money, maybe setting some aside. I mean, I, I was able to do that when I was a single you know, kid, you know, 16, 17, 20 years old. And yet it's completely different when you're married mm -hmm. and you have... Um, your, your spouse as well that you're thinking about. Right. And, and you start to have those dreams of, you know, what is it going to look like when we buy a house or how are we going to buy a house or can we even afford a house or we want to have kids and those kids might want to go to college someday. And, mm -hmm. and so there were all these things. And we, when we first got married and we've shared it throughout this series, we came into marriage with a lot of debt. And that's why we did our episode on dealing with debt. That was part three talking about that because I will have to say for myself, especially as we started coming together and we started looking at our future mm -hmm. as in from the money sense, like I, I don't want to say looking at our future from the marital, like our sexual intimacy or emotional intimacy. This was really when I got to a place where we were looking at our financial future, what did this look like? And we were, we were under that heap of debt. Once we started dealing with that, that's when the opportunity started coming for me. I, I, because prior to that, I had low self-confidence when it came to money or finances. Um, I felt like we didn't have enough. So how could we ever talk to a financial planner, maybe even talk to my banker about putting my money into not just savings, but maybe a certificate of deposit mm -hmm. or things of that nature, because I had a lot of guilt or shame that I didn't have enough. And what I've learned over the years is whatever you have is enough to start. Mm -hmm. And so getting through that and going, okay, we have something. We just need to find the right vehicle to put this in right now for us. Well, and I think it's worth noting that most of us never received this type of education. No. Right. You know, the math classes, by and large, the, the economics classes are at this, you know, this level that is just, you know, be able to put it on a test. It's not often real world practical. Like you need to know how retirement accounts work. You need to have an understanding of mutual funds and investments and, and what does growth mean versus, you know, small cap and all of these words that get thrown at you. And you're like, I don't like, what does that mean? Yeah, aggressive growth, small cap, large cap, you're like, growth and in income. You get these, these documents and you're like, it's a flipping foreign language Yeah, because we don't receive that. And because of that, you know, a lot of times, and this was us in the early years of our marriage, we were just kind of like, you know what? I don't understand it. And so if I don't understand it, then I, it's probably not for me. And 
the, the challenge with that is that if you, what you don't know, like there's that saying that, you know, what you don't know can't hurt you. Well, the truth is, is that what you don't know can hurt your future, right? What you don't know, what you don't give yourself permission to learn can hurt you. And it's, it's one of those things where even as I was preparing this show, it dawned on me that, that so many of you, there was an area of your marriage where you, you didn't know, mm-hmm. right? Like, like you didn't know how to communicate with your spouse or you didn't know, you know, you were in this place of sexlessness and you're like, I don't know how to get past this or, or these different types of things. And what did you do? You went and sought experts. You went and sought help. And many of you obviously landed here because you're listening and we're so honored to have you as part of the one family, but you went and did something in that area. And this is the same thing. Pick up a book, mm-hmm. start listening to a podcast, things that will help you to learn. And the biggest part is right now, if you're in a place where you're sitting there going, we have no idea how to plan for our future. The best bet is go on Amazon. Maybe, maybe again, search Google, search the podcast and just find one area where you can start learning. Mm -hmm. So you take that first step. And for us, you know, back in the day, that was really just picking up books. I remember going to Barnes and Noble back in the day and, and just picking up some books and learning about what does a stock market mean? You know, what do mutual funds mean? What, what does this look like? So at least I had the vocabulary mm-hmm. and understanding to be moving forward. So once we did go to a financial planner with our small little initial investment, mm-hmm. I could at least have a little bit of a dialogue with them. And Elise and I could both have a dialogue with each other to know, hey, do we, at that point in time, we we're like, go aggressive growth. We're young. This is, we got years, 17 years ago now mm-hmm. when we first started investing. And, and it, that helped us to just at least get started. Well, and I'm glad you mentioned, you know, financial a planner, financial advisor, because, you know, there are experts. This is their job. To, to be able to have conversations with folks like you and I who don't know what we don't know, mm-hmm. right? And we asked the one family, I'm, you know, because I'm always, I'm so curious about you guys. I wish, like, I wish sometimes you could see inside my head because it's constantly like, I wonder what they think, right? I wonder what's going on in their lives. And so that's why we put these questions out. But I asked, how many of you have a financial planner? And only 25% of the one family there that responded on Instagram said that they do. And so again, it's who, where are you getting your information? Who's that trusted resource? And in this area, it can seem a bit like overwhelm. Mm -hmm. Like who do I go to? There's so many different areas. Just as we've said so many times, when you're looking to get help in your marriage, interview, interview your therapist, interview some MFTs, interview a marriage coach if you need to, get some information. Because that way you can then make a decision Mm -hmm. to go, who's the best for us? Don't forget. And I want to share this because I had to overcome this and and understand this because we went through some some different financial planners because I didn't realize this because I got, honestly, I got scared. I I felt like, oh, you just know everything and so I'm going to just give you my money. What I didn't realize though is that I'm driving the car. It's my money. I get to make the decisions. You, as a financial planner, have to show me why I should invest my money with you. I just want to bring up a quick thing here because we've we've used two different terms, and it's okay. financial planner and financial advisor. Yeah. And 
I, prior to doing the show, didn't even know that there was a, I thought they were actually interchangeable. Okay. And so for those of you out there who are like, okay, well, well, which is it? And why are they using both? We're, we're using both because you'll hear both out there in the financial world. But a financial advisor refers to anyone who helps clients manage their money. It's kind of the umbrella term. Right. But a financial planner may actually have have certain areas of expertise, such as retirement planning or education funding planning. They can hold different certifications and licenses. So, you know, financial advisor, kind of your umbrella, umbrella. financial. Pl- you may find financial planners who have a specialty in retirement or college funding or things like that. So just just know that we're mm-hmm. going to use them interchangeably throughout the rest of the show. But I wanted to. I wanted to just give you that knowledge because it matters, mm-hmm. right? It does matter. And, and when you're, when you're finding the right person to work with, don't just throw darts at a dart dartboard or like, you know, Google, you know, financial planner near me and, and just like, I don't know, hit your, hit your mouse and just let it scroll and you know, whatever it lands on. You're like, okay, that must be the right person. You're trusting this person with one of your most precious assets, mm-hmm. your finances, this is not throwing a dart at a dartboard, folks. Now, can I just share how we found ours many, many years ago? Yeah. So um, as we shared in the dealing with debt, mm-hmm. we were strong into the Dave Ramsey. Like we loved the debt snowball. So we really felt strongly about finding somebody who understood what we were going through. So we we rolled over to Dave Ramsey's site. Um, he has his um, EF. P's, I think endorsed local ELP endorsed local providers and and they have like a, a financial planner. We found somebody locally at the time we were living in Spokane, Washington. And we met with with him numerous times. Mm-hmm. We actually ended up uh, getting invited to some like simulcast that Dave Ramsey was putting on. So we continued to talk to this financial planner. And over time, we built up a relationship. We began to talk to him. We began to share some of what our dreams were at that time and, and how we saw that. And he was able to present to us some ways that we could um, achieve our goal. But it was over some months. It wasn't on the first time and, and, we, and we rolled. It was like we talked to him. We kept in touch with him. We kept sharing a little bit more. Prior to that, it was usually like somebody would come up to me and be like, hey, Tony, um, I'm, a, I'm a financial planner and I can do this, this, and this. And I'd be like, okay, great. Here's some money and go do it. And then I would lose all my money. Or you'd get invited to a dinner or some kind of mm-hmm. reception and and it would be put on by you know a financial advisor. And then at the end, it was the like, I'd like to work with you, right? And it, it was crazy because as you're sitting there describing our relationship with with our representative, I I was thinking, you know, it was like, it was like a marriage relationship, right? Mm -hmm. We started dating. He started courting us, right? Bringing value to the relationship, offering information, right? And it was this, it was this give and take. It's a partnership. Gosh, it's so amazing. You say that because we've been with Dave now for 17 years. He's seen us through all kinds of stuff, but here's why. Because he, he invested in the relationship with us. It wasn't about our money. It was about our dreams and our goals. And that's one of the things I want to tell you. We actually, there are a number of financial advisors and planners in the position of the month club here in the one family. Yeah, partners. The partners. And I, I went to them. I reached out to them and said, if somebody is looking, right? If somebody doesn't know what they don't know, what, do, what should they be looking for? Mm-hmm. Right. What do you want the people that are coming to you to know? 
or to ask. And, and it was great because, you know, I think back to those early conversations um, with our guy, with Dave, and, you know, he, he was willing to ask us questions, mm-hmm. right? He wanted to know what our dreams were and, and he allowed us to ask him questions. Like no, it was the, the phrase that comes to mind is no question is a stupid question, mm-hmm. right? He has entertained probably some really basic, stupid questions. Cause I'm like, well, I don't understand that. And he's like, okay. And he, and this is something that, that anybody that you work with should be able to do. They should be able to explain whatever the financial concept is to the point where you can understand it. Yeah. And it's best if you, the both of you are there. Like, mm-hmm. let, let's make sure as, as we're planning for the future and you guys are planning for your future, that this is a, it, this is a place where both of you are sitting down and listening. Mm-hmm. Now, one of you may take the lead in, in, in those discussions and, and how are we going to go and work with this individual or asking the questions. One of you may take that lead. Another, the other one may just sit back and listen. It's, it's okay. Cause a lot of times, even when Elise and I have sat down with, with Dave or even our insurance guy who, who does some uh, financial products with us, it's usually me doing the talking, mm-hmm. but Elise and I've had so many conversations around it. It's that we're there. I'm leading it. She usually is sitting back cause of it's just who she is. She'll sit back and she just listens and then there's always a couple of nuggets that comes out of my mouth or even one of those guys' mouth. And she goes, well, wait a minute. What does this mean? Mm-hmm. And how does that impact us and what, we're, what we want to do in the future? So there is your dynamic too. It's both of you. How, are you. how are you guys holding hands through something that can be a little nerve wracking at times? Mm-hmm. And you need to ask them. You need to know how they get paid, right? Don't shy away from the money question right? How do you guys get paid? What does that look like? How do you handle if there are conflicts of interest? How do you, how do you, you know, take care of your clients? How do you communicate with your clients? Let's face it. We talk a lot about communication here at One Extraordinary Marriage and anybody that you're working with, ask them how often they're going to communicate with you. Mm -hmm. Ask them how they're going to communicate with you. Why? Because again, they're dealing with your, one of your most precious assets. You want to know how you're going to be able to get in touch with this person and how accessible they're going to be to you. That's, that was the word I, it kept popping in my head, accessibility. How accessible are they to you? And do you have them on speed dial? Can you text them? I can. And it's, it's been a relationship that we've had to build. And yet I will tell you there are times when I need to get some questions answered and I'm not going to go through the assistant to get this question answered because I need that now. But that was built through that that time together, the trust that we've, we've built with our advisors. Mm-hmm. And with that accessibility allows me and Elisa to go, okay, that's what we're going to do right now. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes things will take a bit longer, you know, but some things don't, aren't, they're not necessary right now. Right. Hey, hey, I just want to set up a meeting with you. Cool. If you hit me back in a day or two days and say, hey, this is my availability, great. There are other times when it's like, I need to know about this by end of day. Mm-hmm. Can you please get this to me or can somebody please get this to me? And knowing that you're going to have that relationship to be able to get that information quickly. Absolutely. And you know, these questions that we've been throwing out, these aren't the only questions. Um, we're actually blessed that the partners in the physician of the month club care about you all so much that they gave us a bunch of questions. And so we're actually going to put them in the show notes. Yeah. So if you want to see 
what all of those questions are and how to interview, uh, you know, a financial planner advisor, go to one extraordinary marriage.com slash five Oh three, because we want to, we want to equip you because it's not just about finding the right person. It's then starting to take a look at what are those major life areas that you need for, for the future. What do you need the future plans for? Mm-hmm. Right. Taking a look at that. And before we jump into those areas, I want to thank this week's sponsor, which is KiwiCo. We talked about, you know, mentioned them at the top of the show. And the fact of the matter is, is that we all love a good subscription box from food boxes to wellness boxes. They are all the rage. But we also know that adults can get busy and coming up with creative things to do as a couple can fall by the wayside. KiwiCo gives you new opportunities to connect as a couple or even with your kids. Mm-hmm. KiwiCo boxes come with all the supplies that you need to tackle a STEAM project together. It's an opportunity for you to work together as a couple or get the kids involved and do it as a family. You know, I just have to think it's like problem solving skills, communication and fun all wrapped up into an awesome box delivered to your door. And it's something different for the two of you to do together, right? It's not the same old, same old date night in a movie type of thing, which I love. I love the one family having creative ideas on how to connect with one another. And KiwiCo is a convenient, affordable way to spend quality time with your spouse or kids while doing creative projects. There's no commitment. You can cancel anytime and they have monthly options starting at $19.95 a month, including shipping. For our listeners, go to kiwico.com slash one to get your first month free. Hello, free. Every day counts when it comes to making a difference. So don't miss out on this amazing opportunity. Again, go to kiwico.com slash one and get your first month free. That's kiwico.com slash one. So we've talked about who that person is that's going to walk alongside of you, right? But now we need to just spend some time on those big areas, right? Your home, your retirement, your kids' college funds. I even think even for this too, uh, vacations, large, yeah. larger vacations. I mean, you got to plan for those. When Elisa and I went on our 20th anniversary trip, that was something we had to plan for. Now, we necessarily didn't put the funds with our our financial planner mm-hmm. or our financial advisor, and yet we still were planning for the future. Mm-hmm. It, we had to look at that as a whole. For some of you, you know, going and purchasing a home, you may be saving up for that 10 20% you want to put down or whatever that may be. Those funds may go into an account with your financial advisor, or it may just be sitting in your bank account in a certificate of deposit because you know, you're waiting on, you know, it could be a six, nine, 12 month certificate of deposit, whatever they have in offering you. So it may just be sitting there as well. Absolutely. And you know, one of the things that all of uh, our financial, I'm going to call them our financial gurus. Okay. Um, I love it. One of the things that they said, every single one of them said, it's never too early to start saving for any of these things. And I would add to that. It's, it's never too little an amount mm, to start that's saving good. because my biggest hiccup way too, when I was younger was that I never had enough. And guess what? If you got 10 bucks and you can start saving that, Every month, every two weeks, every other day, whatever it is, it's amazing how that will begin to grow. And I took it personally, I took it like it's not enough, so I can't invest yet. Mm-hmm. And I wish I would have had a, a, a shift, a, a mindset shift that 10 bucks is enough to start. And it may mean that all I'm doing is putting that into a savings account until it grows to a thousand. And once it hits a thousand, then I'm going to take that and give it to my financial advisor. Absolutely. And start that journey. One of the other things that they all said is don't overspend on your house or your lifestyle. 
one of the uh, one of the planners said, "You will always have unlimited wants, but you also have a limited resource, and that's money. So be wise about the limited resource." And I think this goes back to part three with dealing with debt. We're we're overspending somewhere. Mm-hmm. So hopefully. You, you've gone through, you know, you've had the money conversation. You're looking at your cash flow plan or your budget, so we can get start start tightening down on those areas where there are always wants, which are honestly to me they're leaks. Mm, they're that's leaks. A good word. They're leaks in our bucket. They're holes in our bucket. We 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 put in so much water in that bucket, and those holes can be small or big. Eventually, if we don't start, you know taking care of them, the water's going to run out and we're not going to be able to use it for what we need. So once we start dealing with that debt, we get rid of that. We start honing in on our cash flow plan. Elise and I had, and and as we're going through this series, you guys, Elise and I've had to have a number of different conversations because we're looking at this flow, even for us between our personal and our our business. And how are we going to be able to make sure that we don't just go after all our our wants Right. right now? Well, and, you know, as we start talking about just about a couple of these areas, you know, buying a house for those of you that may be in the just getting married, thinking about buying a house, maybe you're renting and you're wanting to buy a house. Keep in mind that it isn't just the down payment and your mortgage. A number of these guys said proper, think about the property taxes, the insurance and maintenance, because you buy a house, something's going to happen. And you don't get to call up your property manager or your landlord and say, hey, come and fix this. Right. And, and your local government is going to come and ask for their property taxes mm-hmm. every year, twice a year, depending on how you pay it. Right. And so you have to think about all of that. And according to the planners and research, your home and all of that property, maintenance, insurance, all of that shouldn't be more than 28% of your income. Okay. So think about where your income is. Think about 28% and, and like be looking at that so that you're not in this place where you're what they call house poor. Mm-hmm. Right. When we've you, been there. We've been there. Yeah. Oh, totally. You know, when you start looking at retirement, this was something that I hadn't thought about, but I asked the question because I was like totally curious. Fund retirement before college. And the reason why is that your kids, should they need to, can take out loans for college. Or the, they can work. Or, or they, they can or work. They, you know, that, that's, a, that's a whole nother story. And I'm not, but, I'm not even going to go there. But the thing is, you can't take out a loan for your retirement. And if you're funding your kids' college out of your retirement funds, you may find yourself having to work many, many more years or mm-hmm. not having enough. And then when you're, when you're in retirement, you become a burden to those children, right? And, and so it's this, take care of you. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like it's, it's what we say, put your marriage first. And I also love it. Like last week when we were talking about side hustles, you can do side hustles as long as you want. Oh yeah. We're, we're, we're in a, we're in a different economy and I see this completely different because people go, Oh, when retirement comes and I'm thinking, I don't want to retire. I may slow down. I may not do as much. And yet in a gig economy, like we live in now, why? And, and if it's something that you're enjoying and you're doing, especially in retirement, you're funding, if you already have money in there and you're funding your retirement, you got a, almost a best of both worlds, especially in a gig economy. If you want to take off for two weeks and go on a vacation when you're retired, cool, go. So, but I, I agree with that. And, and we had to learn that mm-hmm. ourselves and even talking to our kids going, Hey, you know what? It's okay. If you go to a junior college to start out here in California, you don't need to go to, straight into a four-year college if you're, you're not sure what you want to do or you don't have the financial means to get there. So 
that's also, I think, part as parents, I, I think we see that and we, oh, well, so-and-so and this and that. Man, it, so many people have, especially when it comes to debt for education, I mean, the last number I heard, it's over a trillion dollars. So um, it, you're okay if you don't fund your kid. My, my parents only funded a half of one year for me to go to college. The rest of it was on me. I had to um, work. I did get some grants, some scholarships, some loans. I survived. And you figured it out. And I figured it out. And so will your kids and so will my kids. And and as we you know talk about that retirement college, you know, kind of tug of war, one of the other things that came up time and time again is don't underestimate how much you're going to need in retirement, right? Because we think, oh, well, I'm not working, so I don't need as much money. But you might want to travel, right? And what's your lifestyle? What do you want your lifestyle to look like? when you actually are in that place of enjoying your lifestyle, mm-hmm. right? What do you want to be able to do? And that's where, you know, meeting with a financial advisor, having somebody like that in your life that can ask the, that's equipped and that knows the questions to ask you can help you bring that all together. And the earlier and the younger you are, the sooner you should start. And that's why I said, I don't care if you have $10 start. If that's what you have extra right now, just start because Looking back, again, I, I sometimes like, Tony, looking back, I wish we would have been able to see what we know now, which is we should have doubled down 17 years ago. Sure. Because those funds have grown. And had I known, my, believe me, our, our financial advisor told us, and I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I understand it. And so we're having to make up a little bit, but it doesn't, even if you're my age, it doesn't mean you're past it. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're in your thirties and your forties and even in your fifties, you're not past it. You can start now. Well, and ultimately, if you don't know what to do, ask, right? It's, it's this idea of if you don't have the knowledge or you don't think you have the money or you don't know how to get started and, and it may feel awkward at first right? Having these conversations with a stranger may feel awkward. It's just like building your sexual intimacy, right? When you and your spouse first came together, things might have been a little awkward. Like, how do we all come together? But the truth of the matter is, is that once you get the hang of it, the possibilities, whether we're talking about your sexual intimacy or your financial future planning, the possibilities are endless. You're developing these skills. It's a muscle that takes time. Don't give up just because it feels a little uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. everything feels a little uncomfortable sometimes. Yeah. You push through. Yeah, I, I agree. Hopefully this gets you guys going. Like we're, we're running through this money and marriage series. And, and part of it is to give you at least a look at each of these areas and to dive in. We, we can't go into every single possible area when it comes to planning for the future. And yet you can now start going, what can I do? And start your process wherever you may be, be it like going to a book, going to a podcast, going to a financial planner or two or three and starting to hear from them and asking them questions so that you can then make sound decisions for your family and for you guys. The best thing is though, just get started because each one of these is going to help you grow in your marriage and with your money. We can't wait to hear from you guys about this. Next week, we are ending the Money and Marriage series with the what-ifs. Those areas in our marriage that pop up 
and how do we handle those areas? Mm -hmm. So we're going to dive into that next week. We love you guys. We're honored and blessed to have you part of the one family. And we're excited to hear how you guys have been impacted by this series. So don't, don't hesitate to reach out, hit us up at hugs at one extraordinary marriage.com. And we'd love to hear how your marriage is flourishing and how the two of you are becoming a team around your money. Have a great week and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.